Hey, this is Dan, and thanks for tuning in to the podcast where I talk legal stuff with lawyers that I know, like, and trust. I hope you find the information really useful, and if you need legal help, that you reach out to one of these lawyers directly or drop by lawbydan.com, and I can steer you in the right direction. Here is your podcast. In matters before the New South Wales Civil and Administration Tribal, in matters before the New South Wales Civil and Administration Tribal, in matters before the New South Wales Civil and Administration Tribunal, it's not uncommon to hear the term interim orders being used by lawyers and tribunal members. But what are they? Well, today I'm with David Sachs from Sachs Gerachi Lawyers. So, David, what actually is an interim order? An interim order is part of the jurisdiction of NCAT, the New South Wales Civil and Administrative Tribunal. And it is a tool that is available to the tribunal to make decisions in cases that need to be dealt with urgently. So sometimes, um, for example, if a, uh, a lot owner is carrying out work that has not been authorised on their property and the owner's corporation wants to obtain an order from the tribunal that the lot owner reinstate the common property to its original condition, it may be necessary to obtain an urgent interim order that the lot owner immediately cease work. So the work is happening today. Um, The work needs to be stopped today. Ultimately, the reinstatement work can be left for the future according to the normal procedures of the tribunal, but something urgent and interim needs to be done in order to preserve the status quo and make sure that further damage or further things don't occur um, that uh, is unlawful or has not been properly approved. Um, These uh, interim orders uh, can come up at the beginning of a case. Sometimes they can come up in the middle of a case. Uh, if, for example, there is a dispute about um, whether the owner's corporation is properly carrying out its repair and maintenance of the common property, it may become necessary for the tribunal to make an order that the lot owner give access to the property to the owner's corporation or its expert consultants in order to evaluate what work needs to be done. So it's a particular it's a particular um, power that is given to the tribunal to enable it to deal with things that come up urgently um, that need to be decided straight away for the benefit of preserving the status quo or um, preventing you know, something more serious from occurring. David, I'm assuming the duration of an interim order is up until the final decision has actually been made. Is, is that the case? Um, the, the interim order generally has a, a, a lifespan of up to three months. So depending on the, the, the nature of the order, sometimes it, it only needs, it's something that needs to be done just now. And so its life is really a day or two, but sometimes if somebody needs to be stopped from doing something, um, it needs to be for a longer period. In that case, the tribunal can make the interim order for to, to survive for up to three months. 
and then it can be renewed if, if it needs to be extended for whatever reason, but it can only be extended for up to six months. Once the, the tribunal doesn't have a power to make an interim order, for example, that has a life of 12 months. Right. How are they actually, um, how do you apply for one? I mean, I'm assuming is that a fairly rigorous uh, approach? There, there, there's an application. So an application has to be filed, which is a formal document that needs to be lodged with um, the Civil Administrative Tribunal. It, it must be lodged um, in association with what lawyers call an application for a substantive order, which is what the, ultimately the case is about and what ultimately um, uh, an applicant is applying for the tribunal to do. Um, so if, if, if one is, for example, um, uh, challenging the validity of a bylaw, um, uh, a, a person would apply to the tribunal with a substantive application that the bylaw is invalid and that can be decided in due course. And with that application, they will file another application that the bylaw not be registered in the meantime. So the interim order relates to prevention of registration of the bylaw and the substantive application is about whether the bylaw itself is valid and ought to be allowed to be registered. So when one is filing the application for an interim order, one needs to complete the appropriate application, has to have some evidence that addresses the, the need for the interim order and in particular addresses the need for urgent consideration by the tribunal and should include some submissions that would explain to the tribunal why the interim orders should be made. And I should say at this stage, Dan, some, sometimes these, these things can be uh, are so urgent that you need the tribunal to make a decision within a day or two. And if that's the case, then the tribunal will, somebody will be sitting in an office and, and making the decision. So it's important to consider that when the application is prepared, when the evidence is prepared and when the submissions are prepared because ultimately there's a person at the receiving end of all of this information and they need to understand exactly what it is that the applicant is asking for and why it is that the tribunal should consider it and grant the interim order. David, is it the case that perhaps an interim order may be construed by the applicant, uh, if it's successful, as an indicator of what may potentially be the final outcome of the matter? Um, yes, in, in, indeed, that, that, that's sometimes, um, sometimes the case. Although generally, Dan, the, the reason why the tribunal is making an interim order is because there's something urgent and there's a status quo that needs to be preserved. So often they're, they're looking at what are the urgency factors involved and what's the, if you like, the balance of convenience in, in making an interim order compared to not making an interim order. The, the decision maker doesn't really need to think too far beyond that 
provided that he or she has got jurisdiction to make the orders, like that, you know, the, 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 it's something that the tribunal can actually do. But apart from that, um, uh, they're, 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 the, they're the main they're the main drivers to the reasoning of the tribunal. So, yes, it, it may be a good, you know, preliminary victory for an applicant. But I, in, in the end, um, you know, the, the, the rubber hits the road when you get the substantive issues and often by that time, the existence of, a, of an interim order is really just a practical thing. Um, it doesn't really determine the whole of the case. Some, some, look, sometimes it can, but uh, uh, for, for an applicant, I wouldn't be advising an applicant to get too excited about that, about getting an early victory. It's like, you know, leading a game at half time. In the end, you win at full time, not at half time. David, um, I'm assuming you need to get legal advice and legal help with these. And in many respects, given that there is both probably some complexity involved and urgency, uh, they've got to be done right, don't they? Yes, uh, there are. Um, you, you can have a cost order made against you in an interim application. I think that's something that we've spoken about at other times, Dan, to do with the cost jurisdiction of the, the tribunal and how it would make cost decisions. But if one leaps in with an ill-advised interim order simply because an applicant thinks things are urgent, but they don't really address the tribunal's urgency criteria, then um, there, can be, there can be a hearing of, of an application for an interim order where an, an owner's corporation or a lot owner has um, lawyers representing them and it could be quite an expensive um, error for an applicant to make an ill-advised application. It's also important for an applicant that they consider exactly the right terms of the interim order that they're seeking, that it needs to be effective to address the urgent matter that, that is actually to hand. David, what's the starting point? This thing needs to be um, considered on a case-by-case basis. Uh, probably maybe one in 10, one in 15 cases um, that are brought to the tribunal may have may justify an application for an interim order. So it's all, always something that we're thinking about and we can give um, advice to clients about the appropriate way of um, uh, and time for making such an application. David, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can find me on all social channels, including Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube with the handle Law by Dan, or simply drop by lawbydan.com. Thanks.